0: That emotion that is with you for for many reasons, whether it's because you've got a really stressful job, whether home life is a bit chaotic, whether things are so busy that you just don't take that time for yourself. When those emotions come up to the surface, even though you've got that real great intent, that's the emotion that is powerful. So with that logic intent of that, that idea of where you want to be in the summer, the subconscious mind which houses your beliefs, habits, and behaviors will swoop in with a with a food craving. Not because it wants to jeopardize your, your weight loss goals. You know, that isn't the case. Your subconscious mind, all it wants to do, all it wants to do is to remind you of time when you was happy, you felt content, you wasn't stressed. Welcome back to another episode of Simmons Stories Around the World. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West I hope this podcast episode finds you well I hope you're not like me struggling with the voice with this cough that doesn't seem to to want to go away we're now in February and we're yeah diving into that that possibility of 2024 and I hope that you've got that intention that momentum to to carry forward with this weight loss and that you've been inspired by those beautiful guests that I'm and now having on the show, and also learning more about your mind and how it works as we delve deeper into the mind and hypnosis and how it can help you. So, today's episode is all around emotional eating. I've kind of touched on this in the past, um, I've mentioned about hypnosis and how it works, but I want to just give you a bigger insight and also one of the reasons why I, I actually turn away a lot of clients are wanting to lose weight. You might think that's a bit crazy. You know, I've, I've got my own business. It's very new. And why would I think about turning people away that wanting to lose weight, bearing in mind that, you know, I've got this podcast and this is this is my niche. So one of the things I learned from the onset of training to be a hypnotherapist was that it's not a case of just giving somebody some sort of sticky sticky band plaster solution for, for people's weight loss and for their, their food cravings. And when I'm talking about food cravings, I'm talking about those times that you just feel like totally out of control around food. Those times when you feel like there's, there's no off switch, there's no off button, and you feel kind of angry and frustrated, or at least at least I did. I know that I felt that I knew what I wanted to do, I knew where I wanted to be, but there was some sort of self-sabotage going into play um, felt that I didn't have that control around food and I wanted to understand more about it. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you'll understand also that I believe that by interviewing guests, um, having those conversations, delving a bit deeper to try and understand what was their click moment, what happened to turn their life in a way that they were then able to lose weight. I know the weight loss plan that you choose is all very um, matter of preference. It's all a very individual experience. And I'm bright enough and intelligent enough to know that it's not just about having a plan that works for you and being able to follow that because having experienced binge eating disorder, feeling out of control, I know that even when you've got all that wonderful information, uh, even though you've got a plan that can make you feel full... It's not just about feeling full. You know, if if weight loss was about having a plan to feel full on, then we'd all be losing weight and we wouldn't be in that yo-yo cycle of, of dieting. So this is where we're going in terms of that that side of emotional eating that I feel that we need a bigger conversation around. So when I started to train as a hypnotherapist, one of my trainers was a, a doctor and she said to me that she didn't even offer a virtual gastric band, and I was like, You don't offer a virtual gastric band, and i was I was a bit a bit took back, really, to be honest. I thought, well, this is what I thought would help people that listen to the podcast be able to help me, I'll be able to help other people. You know why would you not offer a, a virtual gastric band and this is when she went into the depth of actually it's, it's got nothing to do with food, food is the innocent party.' Again, I was very intrigued, but I thought, well, actually, I think food has got something to do with it. When I'm reaching for that chocolate bar, when I'm feeling out of control, when I'm at work covering the mouths I used to do in my old corporate job, food had everything to do with the reason that I was out of control with food and the reason that I was putting weight on. Um, So I was intrigued about this conversation. And what she went on to say was it's about the, the emotion around that food it's around those triggers around that food. And when we struggle with emotional eating, while I'm going to explain this in depth, I want to ask you to just think about a time. Just think about a time that you felt really, really out of control. And if you're driving, if you are operating machinery or doing something, you know, that's really distracting, I just want you to pause this and I want you to come back to it. So what I'd like you to do now is just sit And a and a place where you can just really focus. I'm not going to take you into hypnosis. I'm just going to ask you to just focus on this this moment in time that you felt really, really out of control. And I want you to just close your eyes for me. And I want you to think about that moment in time that you felt out of control. Whether you was going into the garage, filling up on chocolate, whether you was going to the supermarket, whether you was eating in secret or maybe eating in your car, away from people. And I just want you to focus on this moment. And I want you to ask yourself, what was happening in and around that, that moment, apart from the food, apart from the fact that you were surrounded with this food that you'd chosen to eat? What was happening in your life around this moment? Was you feeling stressed? Was you dealing with, with work stress, family stress? Was you dealing with sadness or grief or guilt? I want you to connect to the emotion around that time when you reached for that food. And I think often we're so busy, we don't really connect to this. I just want you to take this moment, just really focus and think about that emotion, that emotion that you felt in this moment in time, whether you was reaching that cupboard again, because that food was there, even though you knew that you wanted to stick to plan, but you're reaching for that food. And just take a moment to be silent and just really think about what was happening, those emotions, and connect to that now. And when you're ready, just open your eyes. And I want to ask you, beside that moment that you felt out of control, how did you feel? What emotions were you going through? How was your life in this moment? What did you actually connect to? Because this is why I turn people away for for food cravings. This is why, my husband doesn't even know that I do this, but this is why that I do exactly that. Because it has very little to do with that food that you crave when you have a food craving. And while I'm showcasing the work that I do on the podcast, while you're here on some of the podcast episodes, talking about food cravings, there's lots to come, cravings for chocolate, peanut butter. I've already published some on the podcast that is the work that you need to do to to move away from the craving. But the work that I've not gone into detail about yet is the bit that you need to do before. And that's addressing the emotions that come up for you. Because when you have that great intent on a Monday morning, on a Saturday morning, whenever it is that actually you're gonna have a great week on plan, that this is gonna be that week that you're gonna be on plan, you're gonna be feeling it, you're gonna really have that big effort towards your weight loss that logic that knows what you want to do, that knows that you want to lose weight, that knows where you want to be for perhaps summer of 2024, that can drive you, it can allow you to feel motivated. You can connect that that future self that you want in that summer, that moment in time that you've got planned, whether it's a holiday, going to a wedding or event, That that is that moment in time that you've said to yourself, you know what, I'm going to, buy a, an outfit that I look amazing in, or I'm going to get back into that, that suit that I used to wear. That is that, that logic, that momentum that can carry you forward. But that emotion, that emotion that is with you for, for many reasons, whether it's because you've got a really stressful job, whether home life is a bit chaotic, whether things are so busy that you just don't take that time for yourself, when those emotions come up to the surface, even though you've got that real great intent, that's the emotion that is powerful. So with that logic intent of that, that idea of where you want to be in the summer, the subconscious mind, which houses your beliefs, habits and behaviours, will swoop in with a, with a food craving, not because it wants to jeopardise your, your weight loss goals. You know, that isn't the case. Your subconscious mind, all it wants to do all it wants to do is to remind you of a time when you was happy, you felt content, you wasn't stressed. So that when you have those food cravings, even though you started your week with all those wonderful intentions, the reason you have those those food cravings and why they're so strong is your subconscious mind is, is recognising that you're going through something difficult with those emotions. And when you've had a stressful um, day at work where you've had a stressful time in your life, whether you're going through trauma, whatever your life experience is within that that moment, you're feeling this, this craving. And, and when I talk about cravings, it's not that case that you're like, oh, you know what, I really fancy a chocolate bar. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that craving where you feel totally out of control. You go to the shop, you buy that food in bulk, and then you go and eat that food. Or self sabotage, knowing that you've, you've planned your food out for the week, you self-sabotage, and then you add that bit extra, and then rather than pulling it back and connecting to that logic, that logic that knows what you want to do, remember, you know where you want to be in the summer of 2024, all that is overridden because that emotion will always outweigh the logic. So your subconscious mind is believed to be around 88% of that mind compared to that logic, which is at 12%. We had different things about that. Some people say it's 92% compared to your logic. So what I'm saying is this is just simply a metaphor. The truth is that when you're in that moment, that wonderful momentum, that logic that you've connected to where you want to be, the subconscious will always outweigh the logic because the emotion, the emotion that's connected to your beliefs, habits and behaviours will always outweigh it. And that is exactly why when you have those great intentions, that you find yourself reaching for that bag of Doritos, that chocolate bar, whatever that food is, because you're wanting not that food, but you're wanting that, that connection to that emotion. You're wanting to feel that, that feel-good factor in, in life again. You want that release from that stress, from that chaos, um, from any anxiety that you may be feeling. And what you're doing is you, you're feeding that emotion. But, you know, like I said before, emotion does not have a stomach. And you can keep feeding that in that moment, but you're not even hungry. It's it's not an hunger, a physical hunger, it's an emotional hunger. And this is why I turn away clients that are wanting to have help for food cravings because they'll come to me and say, look, I I just want to not eat chocolate. I don't want to eat chocolate. I don't want to have to look at it. I want to be able to walk into the kitchen and, and not have that issue around chocolate or cookies or crisps, whatever that that is. And this is why I turn people away. And this is why I wanted to explain this. It's not because I've got this arrogancy around hypnotherapy. It's not because I don't want to help people. It's not that at all. It's because when I explain to people why they have that craving for food and why, yes, if somebody comes to me for for a chocolate craving, for example, it would probably take off an hour or so for me to allow their mind to to move away from that craving. And what I basically do all that, I'll ask them to bring a plate of food, whatever the food is, by the end of the session, they don't want to eat it, they don't want to put it into the mouth. Well, yes, that's part of what I do as a hypnotherapist. I do that after we've worked through that emotion. And when I explain this, I think that people may have heard about hypnotherapy They'll see that it helps people with um, food cravings, with quitting smoking, with all those those common things that we hear about. But they don't make that connection with that part of the mind that is actually just eating that food for that that emotional relief. And when you're stressed, when you're feeling anxious, when you're in those moments that you're like, you know what, I just want a bit of a release. I just want to have that comfort. I want to feel good again. Your subconscious mind's like, you know what? I know exactly what we need to do for you. And for me, it was always that sweet taste, that chocolate. And my subconscious mind was like, you know what, Claire? This is going to make you happy. Galaxy. Galaxy was something that I used to eat a lot of. Um, Egg, egg custards was something that I used to eat a lot of because my mum used to cook egg custards as a child. And that gave me that, that feel-good moment of being at home with my mum, you know, listening to ABBA, having those, those Saturday evenings, sat around watching telly, watching Blind Date and things like that, having a laugh and eating that custard. That's what I needed in those moments in my life that were quite stressful. And so whenever I wanted that pick-me-up, I would reach for that. I would reach for that. So that is why I turn away clients for, for food cravings and are wanting real help with weight loss. Not because I'm arrogant, not because I don't want to help people, but people often see hypnotherapy as like some sort of sticky band plaster. Um, it's something that they want, and they want it as like a quick, a quick fix. You know, maybe they've, they've tried Simmon World, Weight Watch and all those things, and they're wanting that that quick fix, and they turn to hypnotherapy. And another reason why they do that is because when I talk to people that, especially that are new to hypnotherapy, believe that I'm going to be talking at them. I'm going to take them into some sort of trance that they're going to go into and I'm I'm going to wake them up out of that trance and that they're going to feel that that relief of not having to eat that chocolate anymore. And while that that's partly true, within hypnosis, you're still aware of your conscious surroundings. It's not asleep. But the reason that people believe that is they go to stage shows abroad and they'll see people clicking the fingers and hearing that word sleep. Paul McKenna talks about, doesn't it? When when you see him on TV, he talks about and sleep. When you look at his shows that he did in the 80s, which I was absolutely obsessed with, absolutely love Paul McKenna with a passion. And that's why people believe that I'm going to take them into some sort of trance. I'm going to bring them out of this sleep. They're not going to remember anything. And then they're not going to want to eat chocolate or Doritos or whatever the food is. Because that's their understanding. in it. it's not... A wrong thing for them to understand that it's not that they're wrong in, in believing that or understanding that it's because that's their been their experience of hypnotherapy and what I want to do on this podcast is share how powerful hypnotherapy is because not only do I help people with um, food cravings, I help people that have gone through childhood sexual abuse, painful memories. There's a uh, videos on my youtube that you'll see where I help people that was at the Hillsborough disaster. I generally work with people with trauma. So for people to then say to me as a hypnotherapist, you're not going to make me bark like a dog. You you know, I just think, okay, I, I get it. Or you've seen the stage show hypnosis. But that's why I want to share this, to let you know that there's so much more to the mind. And it's not about me and my ego. When I take you into hypnosis, it's your subconscious mind that's doing the work. I instruct your mind to release all that repressed emotion that you've been through in your life. And then we deal with that, we go through that process of emotional release with all those things that you've held on to right from being a, a small child will start to release. And how that works is you might start to cry, you might get flashbacks of those moments in time that have been difficult for you without having to, to talk about those issues like you would in normal therapy. But I'm not going to go into that in too much detail on the on this episode today. What I'm going to do is just give you those reasons why I help people. When it comes to food cravings and weight loss, by doing the deeper work first, because we don't deal with emotion. If we don't deal with emotion, we're not going to get to that that root cause. And then what will happen is you'll have hypnotherapy for a food craving, and it'll work. It will work for a while, until it doesn't, until it stops. And that's why I don't know. I feel that starting this business on my own starting this business. I didn't even have a business plan. I just knew what I wanted. I've always gone with my gut feeling like I did with the podcast. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to be as a businesswoman. I knew what I wanted to be as a CEO of my own company. And what I didn't want to do is offer something which is just a sticking plaster. My conscience wouldn't allow it. You know, I'm I'm very, you know, mindful of of offering something that is going to work, not something that's just going to be a sticking plaster. And why I help people with recordings, that they can have that and they can listen to it to reinforce. If we don't deal with that, that emotional weight that people are carrying, then it's not going to last long term. Another thing that I do with clients when they come to me for weight loss and food cravings is I actually take them back to that moment in time when they actually reach for that food for comfort for that very, very first time. So I'm not asking them to go back to a moment in time when they remember being hungry for the first time. I'm not I'm not going to do that because eating for hunger is absolutely fine. Eating for hunger is, is where we want to be. I ask the subconscious mind to take them back to the moment in time that they first knew that they was eating not for hunger, but for emotion. And then we take a look around that memory, what was happening in their lives around that moment in time. Was it the, I don't know, they lost their puppy or um, they had a fallout with a friend at school. Was it something deeper, something bigger that they was going through some sort of traumatic life event as a child? You know, grief can be a big thing when it comes to weight gain. And often what can happen, whether it's the grief because they've lost a parent, as in the parents went through a divorce, or grief as in the lost a parent because the parent passed, or maybe a grandparent this is what can often come up. And if you listen to this podcast episode today, you might already be connecting on a conscious level when you first started to reach out for food. I know that I remember having that that inclination that rather than spending my money on chocolate bars, I was going to buy a full cheesecake because actually it was, it was a bit cheaper than the money that I got for my spending money. That maybe I would have like three chocolate bars. Instead, I decided to buy a full cheesecake, and in my mind, that cheese, cheesecake would be for me, <laughs> for nobody else. I look back now, and I think my mother, bless her, she must have had a you know she must have had a hands full with me. And that's what I decided to do. In fact, I'm sure I remember that my equivalent money for spending money, what I had, would be a cheesecake and a, a packet of butter biscuits. I remember butter biscuits being involved as well. And while that was so much more calories than, you know, a pack of, I don't know, three chocolate bars or whatever, that's what I did. And there was no pushback from my mum. I think now maybe thinking about the, you know, my behaviour around food, she would have done that, but she just went with it. My mum was like really laid back and she didn't see that this was maybe a really unhealthy mindset for a child to have. And, And that's what I did. That's what I did. I made that conscious choice. Actually, for that same money, I could have this amount of food, and that's what I did. And at that time, things were difficult for me. Not that I was going through some massive trauma at that age, but I did feel lonely. I remember feeling lonely at that time. I did remember my cousin that I was really, really close to at school. That we would play. She was in my friendship group. That she had cancer, and she was taken out of school, which I believe was around the age of eight or nine. So. Yeah, that that is someone that I was really really close to, and I remember around that time that I would walk around the playground feeling a little bit lost, um, yeah, feeling quite lonely at that time, and I remember having some bullying as well, and it wasn't some massive, massive bullying where I'd, I would get beat up, but I was threatened, um, I was threatened to be hit, and I can remember phoning my cousin in hospital saying, can you just phone these people because I'm having to walk back from school the long way around from school. So I don't want to have to run into these people that were basically threatening me. I don't know why they did it. I was very shy at school, very quiet. Maybe I was a, you know, easy target. But I remember in those moments going into my bedroom and thinking, you know, I've got this cheesecake. I've got this, this butter biscuit. And that's what I did. So I've connected to that emotion, but maybe you're listening to this and maybe you, you, you're not really sure when you first started to reach for that food. Or maybe it wasn't during childhood. Maybe it was something that happened in your, in your adulthood and maybe you've not really addressed that emotion at all. So what I'm doing now is showing you that there is a possibility to connect to that. So that's what I tend to do with weight loss clients is, is take them through regression and take them back to that that first moment in time that they reach for that, that food for comfort. So I hope this is of interest to you. I hope you're realising that the fact that you have this relationship with food, it might possibly be a bit more complicated than you once thought. And it's not that you're greedy. It's not that you're eating that food because you can't be bothered to stick to a weight loss plan. It's not because that motivation lasts and it goes, because often motivation will be fleeting. There's more to it than that, you know, and it it's very much the same with, with any addiction, whether it's food, whether it's cigarettes, whether it's alcohol, whether it's cocaine. You know, I, I do with all, all addictions, but I'm here today to talk about that, that addiction with food, that pull to food, and whether you don't feel that you've got an addiction to food. I want to ask you, when you walk into that kitchen, is there a, a food that you just can't resist, even when you're on plan? And maybe you do resist it for the first two days of the week. Maybe you go to a weight loss group like I do. And maybe you've got that that great intent for the first couple of days. Then maybe you come back from work or you've had a stressful day with the kids. And then you find yourself reaching for that food. And then you feel a bit deflated. You feel a bit down about it. Because a couple of days ago, you was really, you know, set that this was going to be the time that you was going to be on it. And now you find yourself surrounded by chocolate balls or, or sweet wrappers and you feel that you've, you've lost it yet again. So this is where I want to show you that hypnosis can help you because we're, we're tapping into a different part of the mind. Because when you go to any weight loss group, you know, I find that that support is really wonderful. And when it comes to anything that we struggle in life, there's only two things that would lead to a struggle. And that's if we don't feel loved and if we don't feel safe and one thing that i think weight loss groups provide is that that feeling of almost like family it can feel quite safe can't it we feel we can have that that safe environment where we can talk about our weight loss struggles and we don't feel judged like we can do for talk to friends and family you know we feel that that sense of love because we feel that we've got that safety within that environment and we feel accepted by people because it's we're in that environment with with people that have the very same same feelings, emotions, and it can feel warm, can't it? So I think that is a great thing that weight loss groups can provide. And also for, for gyms and people that organise running events, we can feel that sense of community, can't we? But if you're feeling that despite all of that, you're in this cycle where food is taken over, you're in this cycle where there's a particular food group that you just feel that you can't, can't say no to, you know, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy just to have a chat, you know, no obligation chat with you. I can explain in more detail, you know, my experience with food and I'm here for you. When I started this podcast, I wanted to get to that, that pinnacle moment that people make those life changes. And while I feel I've, I've done that and while we've interviewed some wonderful guests on this podcast and how they've been vulnerable and shared their their weight loss journey, I feel that this is a missing piece. This is a missing piece where you know what you want to do. You've got that logical intent. You know where you want to be. But you feel that you're in this cycle of, of being pulled away from that just because you have a craving for a particular food. And you feel lost by it because you're in that cycle of doing the same thing over and over again. Even though you know you're intelligent, even though you know it's chocolate that's at fault or Chris at fault, you know you know it in your mind. You know where you want to be, but you're in that frustration and that frustrated cycle. So I'm hoping this conversation today is, is going to kind of break down those walls, so you've got a, more of an understanding of this. So, if this conversation has been something that's really at chord with you, I want you to head over to my YouTube channel, Claire Olden West Hypnotherapy. And on that YouTube channel, you'll see how I work with with clients with many things, right through from trauma, right through to to food cravings. You'll you'll see that the bigger picture on there, and that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm here for that bigger picture. I'm here to show you that you're not mad, you're not crazy. It's not that you've got no motivation it's this that your subconscious mind is trying to help you. That's all your subconscious mind's trying to do. It's trying to help you. And by connecting to that, that subconscious mind using hypnosis, I can give you that, that release from that relentless groundhog day of reaching for that food that you feel out of control. It's not by chance that you're reaching for that food. It's not by chance. It is not. So I hope this episode has helped you today. So wishing you a great week ahead. I feel like I'm really on it this year. I've had some great weight losses. I don't really post on social media what I've I've lost week by week. Each week I've lost since um, the last week of December right till recording this episode this week. I feel really really on it. You know, I had a lovely week last week. I went to celebrate my, my friend's Hindu, a bladed Hindu, and went on a spa day. And it was wonderful to go to that spa day, have time with some beautiful people and also contact the spa to ask them if they could get together a plate of fruit for me because I didn't eat chocolate. Part of that spa day was going to be uh, some like finger food, like the sandwiches that you eat. And also scones with cream, with jam and some chocolate bites and some chocolate cakes and all of those things that you would get on like an afternoon tea. So that's what I did. And I didn't crave that chocolate. You know, I've not eaten chocolate cakes or sweets since November of 2021 and it felt great because I I loved the food there. I did have some cream while I was there, but it's not got sugar in it. So I do have have cream as like a treat food. That's something that I have. I, I allow myself to add that and then count it within the plan that I follow, which is Slimming World. So on that plate, I had some melon, I had some grapes, um, strawberries, some berries, and I also had some of the sandwiches. But I felt in control. I felt that I could resist that food, not because I was being good, not because I was being really tempted, but, you know, I just didn't want that food. I had no desire for it. I had no desire for it because my sugar sensation with hypnosis had been turned really high now. So I have no desire to, to eat that food. And I lost a pound and a half this week. And like I said, I don't want to be quoting what I'm losing every week, but I lost a pound and a half this week. Now, if you was to take that same scenario back three years and a, a bit before, uh, before today's day, I would have eaten the scones. I would have had more than a scone. In fact, I can remember um, last week when we was at that spa day, which was this time last week, actually. One of the ladies who went to a local gym was like, "You know, we, we can't leave this food. It's wasteful to like leave this food. Who wants an, an, another scone?" And if I had been there, back when I was eating the, you know, the cakes, the sweets, the chocolate, I would have been the one saying, "Yeah, absolutely. Let's not waste this food. It looked beautiful. Honestly, it was the stunningest red. I'd have had the scones. I would have had the cream. I would have had the jam. I would have had all of that, and I would not have left anything that." included chocolate whatsoever that yeah, I would not have done that but I got on the scales on Saturday and I lost a pound and a half and it felt great you know I've been on all inclusive holidays and I've not had a massive weight gain in fact I think some holidays I've like, even lost or have stayed the same which is unheard of when I used to go on all inclusive holidays and I used to put 8 pounds on in in a week so because I used to fee- see it as like a free for all I would just eat that that those desserts that have you ever been on an all-inclusives and they even have desserts for breakfast? Yeah, that was me. I was eating desserts for breakfast. I was having, having the donuts, having the sweets, but there's none of that. So I hope I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's given you a bit of an insight and maybe it sparks some questions. And if it has, just, you know, contact me. I'm always available. So I'm looking forward to spending the rest of my Sunday with my family. My son's back from Berlin. So we're off to her mum. She's doing a lovely Sunday roast. He's going to get spoiled and I'm yeah just really looking forward to having that family time. So wishing you a great week ahead. Have a wonderful week and take care.